Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, it's Genie Plus 201, some more advanced tips and tricks to help you maximize your Lightning Lane return times. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. You can also find us on YouTube now, where you can see video versions of some of the stuff we did on Genie Plus. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Any questions or comments, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Decipher. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Decipher. A few weeks ago, back in episode 256, we did our Genie Plus 101 episode where we went through all the basics of Genie Plus and what you need to know if you're going to use Disney World and Disneyland's pay to cut the line uh, offering in the My Disney Experience app. And what we wanted to do today is do the next level strategies, which we're going to call Genie Plus 201. We're going to talk about some advanced strategies that can help you to even further maximize your Genie Plus Lightning Lane return times, um, how efficiently you're touring the parks and all of that stuff. So we have eight tips for you today. And the way that we are going to frame the episode today is we're going to take a problem, which may or may not be a problem. And then we're going to teach you a technique that will help you solve that problem. And we want to say up front that these techniques, they will solve the problem that we bring them up for, but they will also solve other problems and some experimentation and some work on your part should help you figure out um, what techniques can be used. And like a lot of times these techniques can be combined and, you know, it's just too complicated, but we wanted to make it a little bit more concrete about like when you can use these techniques, which is why we're using this framing today. Now, Leslie, let's just, we're not going to go through Genie Plus 101 again. That's episode 256, but there are some kind of key Genie Plus factors that we just want to remind people of before we get to the 201 tips. So why don't you hit us up with those? All right. Quick refresher. If you purchase Genie Plus, you can book your first attraction at 7 a.m. regardless of where you are staying. That's different than paid Lightning Lane. And then for booking subsequent attractions, you can book them starting two hours after park opening. But there's an exception to that. If you have a return time that is less than two hours after park opening and you scan into that attraction, you can book your next one. So park opens at nine, you have a return time for Genie Plus at 10, you scan in at 10, you can book your next one at 10. Yep, and there was a little bit of confusion on the last episode because we said that the longest you'll have to wait to book your next Lightning Lane is in two hours. That only counts after the park has opened. So when you book it at 7 a.m., obviously there are no parks open at 7 a.m. So you'll have to wait till after the park opens. Like for example, today, uh, Magic Kingdom opened at 8 a.m. So if you had a Magic Kingdom Lightning Lane return time that was after 10 a.m., you would be able to book your next one at 10 a.m. All right, with that table set, Leslie, why don't you lay out our first problem and the technique that you would use to solve that, the advanced technique. All right. Problem number one, and this is something that I think a lot of us do, you know, you forget that you have a lightning lane booked, you get distracted by kids, they need to eat, you have a bathroom break, et cetera, et cetera. And you forgot to 
ride the ride or cancel the ride before the lightning lane for it expired. And we've talked before, there's, um, you know, a grace period that's built into the system to ride it 15 minutes late and maybe more than that. But say it's much, much later and you forgot to cancel and you want to still ride that attraction. What you can do, and this is something that's actually fairly new. I'm not really sure when the technology was implemented, but you can still go into your My Disney Experience app, find that attraction on the My Day tab, cancel it, and then you'll be eligible to book that ride again. It used to be if you missed your window, then you missed your chance to ride the attraction that day. That was your one shot and your shot was done. It's not the case anymore. You can cancel it. You can rebook it. Just find it in the app and sort of it resets everything. One thing to remember is that does reset everything. That resets your eligibility to book your next lightning lane. So you can lose a lot of time. You can lose two hours potentially in that process. So it's still much better to go into the lighting lane before it expires and cancel it. Or we'll talk about it a little bit more. Modify it, which preserves your timing much, much better. Right. It's not as punishing as it used to be, but I, I don't know. I know you've done it personally, but I still don't trust it. I would always, well, we'll talk about it, but I would always modify before I completely miss that window and that grace period that we talked about in last episode, at least 15 minutes after your window is supposed to expire. All right, so the next problem that we are going to address, and this will help you out. Now, we've often said that the actual Disney Vanilla Genie, like the one you don't pay for, is kind of useless, and I still feel that way. However, there's always a problem that if you say want Slinky Dog Dash, Tower of Terror, uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, although that's not on Genie Plus, so that was a bad example. But anything that starts with a letter that's late in the alphabet, it will be all the way at the bottom of your tip board. So when you're trying to quickly book a Lightning Lane return time for one of these attractions, you're going to have to scroll all the way down to get to that. So to solve the problem of not wanting to scroll all the way down for an attraction and losing precious seconds doing that, the technique is, and you can do this even the night before, even before you've bought Genie Plus, use My Genie Day and the app will know which park you have a park reservation for and you can make your top picks in that park. And so you can put Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain, Peter Pan, you can select them as your top picks for Magic Kingdom. You can select Slinky Dog Dash, which starts with the letter S, Tower of Terror, that starts with the letter T as your top picks for Hollywood Studios. And what that will do is that when you look at your tip board, it will keep all those attractions at the top and save you that precious time. You can even do this for the park that you're park hopping to. It's a little bit of a thing, but if you scroll further down in My Genie Day, um, and this you should do the day of, you can tell the app which park you're going to park hop to, and you can pick top picks for that. Now, I found that when you are modifying your lightning lanes, top picks stayed at the top for me when I was in my home park, like the park that I started at. However, top picks were not at the top for the park that I was hopping to, which was a little bit of a pain. But still, choose those top picks. Keep those priority attractions at the top of your list, especially if they don't start with the letter A. Yeah, I totally agree. It makes my brain hurt that there's so much scrolling required in the Disney Experience app. But, you know, that's a great little way to get around it and... 
not have to lose precious seconds because as we know, seconds matter in this process. Exactly. All right. So the third problem that we're going to solve with a technique today is the problem where you're not getting to the parks until late. Maybe you're driving in or you're flying in and you know you're not going to be at the parks until 3 p.m., but you want to go to a park on your first day. Or maybe you had a late night the night before and you don't want to rope drop um, and you don't want to roll into the parks until 11, 12, 1 p.m. because you want to rest or your kids need to rest or they want to take a pool in the morning. So when you have that issue, what is the technique we can use to solve it? And this is probably one of the, you know, this was the first Genie Plus advanced technique that came out all the way back yeah, OG tip, stacking. That's the term that we use for what you need to do. And we should note, this works better and differently at Walt Disney World than it does at Disneyland. Because at Disneyland, you actually have to scan into a park to begin making any bookings with Genie Plus. And, and you can stack at Disneyland. You know, you can stack on a lunch break or something like that if you already entered the park. But you cannot stack like if you're flying in that morning at Disneyland. You can at Disney World. And that's because you can start making that booking at 7 a.m., as early as 7 a.m. for any park. And what you're doing is you're trying to snag a return time that's later in the day for when you will actually be there. So say, you know, you're landing at Orlando at noon. You think you'll be in the parks by 2 you can start trying to find return times with Genie Plus that are 2 p.m. or later. And, you know, we should note, this doesn't really happen right at 7 a.m., obviously. I mean, it will for some rides like Slinky Dog Dash if you're even just a second or two late. Most attractions go a little bit slower, so you have to be a little bit strategic at 7 a.m. to try to find, you know, a time that works for you. But there are certain attractions that's usually a breeze. I mean, like Jungle Cruise, you can probably find something in the afternoon. Slinky Dog Dash, you can probably find something in the afternoon. So you just kind of have to watch the app in the morning. And it's a little bit tricky because now the My Disney Experience app, if you're booking in those first few minutes after 7 a.m., don't actually show you the return time. <laughs> you have you have to get all the way to the last screen to find out what your return time is. So you're kind of booking blindly, but go ahead and book something right then and there. And you can always modify it. And we'll, of course, have tips for modifying later. Yeah. And here's where we remind you that if you are park hopping, because you can use this stack, like I said, these techniques can be used for different problems, right? You can use the stack. I mean, I use this the most um, when I am flying in so that I can stack a bunch of lightning lanes for the afternoon. And that when I roll out of the airport, I can go straight to Hollywood Studios or wherever and ride a bunch of attractions. You can use it for that. However, another use for it is sometimes people will rope drop in the morning, but stack lightning lanes for an afternoon that they're going to park hop to. Reminder here that Genie Plus will not let you book a Genie Plus lightning lane return time for your park hopping park until after 2 p.m. when you can actually be eligible to be in that park, which leads us to our fourth problem which does happen sometimes, believe it or not. And that fourth problem is that the return times for the attraction you want are too early, whether it be because you're trying to park up there or maybe your plane's not going to get in that early or you don't want to be in the park that early. So what do you do if the return times for where you're going to be are too early? Now, this is where we're going to introduce what we're going to call the modify back technique. You're going to take the attraction that you want. Let's say I want to ride Jungle Cruise at 11 a.m. because I can't get my kids up early enough and 
you know, I just want to ride at 11 a.m. because I know at 11 a.m. the standby line is going to be crazy. Somehow, again, I'm, I'm doing a bad job picking attractions for this, but I'm just going to go with it, okay? Somehow, Jungle Cruise at 7 in the morning is only booking for 9 a.m. People don't like Jungle Cruise anymore or something like that. Well, the problem is, like, 9 a.m. is too early. Like, I'm not going to get my kids there at 9 a.m. What am I going to do? Well, this is the power of modifying, and I mentioned it in my trip report the other day. Modifying has really changed things because I can book Jungle Cruise at 9 a.m. And I can just keep modifying that Jungle Cruise reservation. Like when it shows at 10 a.m. return time, I can modify it to 10. When it shows at 10.30, I can modify it to 10.30. And then finally, when it shows as 11, which is the time I want, I can modify it to 11. And the reason why this modified back technique is so good is because... In the past, you couldn't change your Lightning Lane reservation without giving up your two-hour window. But now, when you modify a Lightning Lane reservation, it does not change the two-hour window that allows you to book your next Lightning Lane. So you can modify it as much as you want. You can modify it back, modify it forward. But we're calling it modify back because generally you're going to want to modify it further back because it's a better time for you. Maybe you had to eat lunch and you had it for 11 a.m., but you're like, oh, shoot, I'm going to eat lunch now, and you want to modify it to 12 Modify back, very powerful, very great technique to use. Yeah, totally agree. This this was huge for me on my trip uh, earlier this month because, you know, we were often having like interruptions in the middle of the day. And I think this is really important and it should be part of your lunchtime st stacking strategy for a lot of, a lot of parks, especially for something like magic kingdom where those return times sometimes are too close uh, for a lot of rides. I mean, jungle cruise is not usually one of them, Joe, <laughs> like you say, not a great example, but for a lot of rides, sometimes the return time is 10 minutes later. So you've got to be watching it. And one thing I should mention too, because I, I should have mentioned this when we talked about stacking, there's a technique that I like to use that I I call reverse stacking, especially for a park like Magic Kingdom, where there will be some attractions that will have, like Jungle Cruise, that will have a very late return time pretty early in the day. So maybe by mid-morning, you know, you're looking at an 8 p.m. Jungle Cruise return time. But then there will be another attraction, say, um, you know, Dumbo or something like that, where the return time is still, you know, 11 a.m. or something like that. So what you should do in that case, if you're stacking, is you should actually stack in reverse. You should be booking the latest out ride that is likely to run out or get pushed until, you know, after your kid's bedtime or something like that. And then you should backfill that space. So you're booking 8 p.m. Jungle Cruise. Then maybe you're booking 5 p.m. Peter Pan. Then making maybe you're booking 4 p.m. Winnie the Pooh, something like that. So you're filling the space most efficiently so that when you do get to the park with that stack, then you have everything, bam, 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 right in a row, no wasted space, no late nights. Great tip there, Leslie. And I, I love that. It's just, you have to be strategic about what you're doing. And that's what these advanced tips are to help you be more strategic and help you to improve your touring. Now you may be saying, wow, Leslie and Joe, it's so hard to visualize this. I can't, I like, how do I do this on my app? What does it look like? Well, guess what, everyone? <laughs> if you haven't been listening recently, we are on YouTube now, and I bought Genie Plus for the day, even though I'm sitting here in Boston, Massachusetts, just to record some screen video of what we're talking about today. So if you go to youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered and check out the YouTube version of this, you will see, I mean, 
you don't necessarily see the finger presses and things like that, but you can see what it's going to look like on the app. And that should give you a visual cue for how to do it when you are actually in the parks yourself. And while we are plugging YouTube, let's plug the other things we have. Leslie, where can people find your work and the written version? If people are reading type visual learners, where can they find the written article about this Genie Plus stuff? Yeah, imagine that. You'll have to look at static screenshots, but sometimes that's valuable too. Uh, you can take a look at my website, tripswithtikes.com, and I am everywhere on social media at Trips with Tikes. Definitely been doing a lot of updating to Disney articles. Joe, I know, is is updating some things that he's written for me. So if you go to my blog by the time this goes live, hopefully all the Genie Plus articles will be nice and refreshed. Yes. And if you're looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can always work with me as your travel agent, Joseph Chung at Travelmation with an M dot net. And uh, that will be no cost to you if booking through Disney. All right. Let's get to the next problem that we're going to solve. Although if you've been listening carefully or watching carefully, you probably know the answer to this. But it bears getting its own kind of mention. If your return time is too early for park hopping, what are you going to do? You are going to modify back again with a lightning lane return booked for the second park. Now, what happens is not only can you not book a lightning lane in the second park that you're park hopping to until the return times are after 2 p.m., but you also can't modify, you know, that would be great. And in fact, you could for a couple of weeks, like today in my fake I'm in Disney World day. I had a park reservation for Magic Kingdom, but I wanted to get some park hopping lightning lanes for Hollywood Studios. Well, until Hollywood Studios was giving me return times after 2 p.m., I couldn't book anything in Hollywood Studios. And what I cannot do, what you cannot do, is you can't book something in Magic Kingdom and then modify it to Hollywood Studios later. However, what I did do and what you can do is get something at Hollywood Studios like the second you see a 2 p.m. at Hollywood Studios, no matter what it is. And unfortunately, that might be the attraction that you want to ride. Although, in my family's case, when Tower of Terror hits 2 p.m., my kids don't want to ride it, so I can book that at Hollywood Studios. And then once you have that locked in, once you have one lightning lane locked in for the park you want to park hop to, then you can modify that one to the times for park hopping for the other attractions in that park. And again, you're saving yourself time. You're saving yourself those two hour windows. And um, that's really great. You still have to wait until the return times are after 2 PM. But once you've locked in that original lightning lane, you can modify and save all your next booking windows and all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. And we should know that means you probably will have to, for some attractions, modify that dummy booking that you're making before you can actually book the ride that you want. So say you're trying to get a lightning lane for alien swirling saucers, like I know Joe's family would, you know, you might be booking Tower of Terror, but you might have to modify Tower of Terror once or twice until alien swirling saucers becomes available after two or three or whenever you need it to be available. It'll be available in 15 minutes, whatever the time is, <laughs> at least on today. Uh, ironically, it was not a busy day or it does not seem like it's a busy day at the parks today because Lightning Lane return times were a lot earlier than I expected they were going to be all day. All right. So the next problem that we need to solve, you didn't get that hard to get Lightning Lane, that hot Lightning Lane. You didn't get Slinky Dog Dash. You didn't get Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom. 
what can you do, Leslie, to get that lightning lane that you really wanted, but you didn't get? All right. So this is where the old fast pass refresh technique is back. And this is where the new change to modification is helpful. So you could always refresh and try to find, you know, a a release of times. And that does happen throughout the day. Just because the ride is gone at 7am doesn't mean that the ride is gone for the rest of the day. There are times when Disney will release additional availability, especially if the attraction doesn't have any downtime, is going well, you know, things like that. So you want to find those times. So what you need to do is refresh. But before modification was allowed, you were going to have to refresh and then you were going to have to go in and cancel the lightning lane you already had. And by the time you came back to book the new one, it was often gone. So it wasn't a very good strategy. But that strategy is back now because you can actually, as you're refreshing, um, change. You know, you don't have to cancel. You don't have that intermediate step anymore. You can just find the availability on the ride you want. So like Frozen Ever After, you see it. You just modify the booking that you already have. The app is pretty straightforward for once <laughs> on this about how you do it, how modification works. But I'm sure I'm sure you're taking all sorts of uh, video, right, Joe? Yes, I haven't been successful in getting the perfect video yet. I'm not sure if I will, but uh, uh, let's discuss. There's a couple of ways that you can do this. When you click on modify, it's going to give you what looks like a second tip board. It's going to give you all the attractions that you can book and modify and change to. So if you pull down on that, that will refresh all of them and give you new times. The other thing you can do and normally has worked better for me, go to the attraction you want to modify, click on modify. You'll see the tip board, see if a time has come up for the attraction that you want that has been sold out. If not, swipe back to the left so that you go back and hit modify again and keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes it takes a second to refresh the entire list, but I've had more luck with stuff showing up that way. Um, I don't know. Your mileage may vary, but you can just try it out. And the bottom line is if you keep searching, sometimes if a new time drops for an attraction that has been sold out, you can grab it again. All right. The next problem, Leslie, you want to ride an attraction via Lightning Lane twice. Okay, your kid loves Alien Swirling Saucers or the Barnstormer, but you can only get it once a day for Genie Plus and to get through the Lightning Lane. How do you do that, Leslie? It's not foolproof, but what is the advanced technique that we can use to possibly get on the same attraction twice via the Lightning Lane? So the way to do this is to try to force yourself into getting what we call a multiple experience pass. And so this happens when just in the normal course, when an attraction that you have a lightning lane book for goes down, breaks down, then the system will convert that into a multiple experience pass. And that pass is good for other rides. You know, you can use it for the ride you originally booked, but you can use it for a lot of other rides. And they're actually different tiers to the multiple experience passes. Like some of them are only good at sort of the C ticket and D ticket rides, and some of them are good for all the rides. So if you have um, an attraction like Space Mountain books with Lightning Lane, it goes down, then that is a top tier uh, multiple experience pass because that'll be good for pretty much anything except for paid Lightning Lane rides. So what you want to do is you want to try to find an attraction that's down, (laughs) that is at least going to be in the tier of the ride that you want to ride. 
and you want to book it. And sometimes the system will almost instantaneously, not quite, give you a multiple experience pass. So, you know, this is a little bit of an advanced technique. Um, I find it a lot easier at Disneyland than at Disney World, just because there are a lot more attractions with more sort of instantaneous return times and things like that. But it's doable at Disney World. But, uh, you know, you can then take that multiple experience pass and ride it for the Barnstormer a second time. Guess what, Leslie? I did this this morning. For some reason, Under the Sea, the Little Mermaid attraction was down at Magic Kingdom at 9.05 a.m. Very sad. I don't know why that happened. But there was a Lightning Lane return time at 9.30. And so um, I was actually on a field trip with my students. And I booked the 9.30 Lightning Lane for Under the Sea. And sure enough, when 9.30 rolled around, and I did catch video of this, although it's not as exciting because it's just a push notification or whatever, I got a message from Walt Disney World that said, we've made some modifications to your experiences, which is, you know, that is like the heavens opened up. The light shines on you when you get that, unless you had a Star Wars Rise of the Resistance lightning lane that you paid for, uh, in which case that doesn't feel as good. But for any other attraction uh, or, or flight of passage, but for any other attraction, it feels great. So what you do is when you click on this multiple experiences pass, there's a little link that says find out where you can go. And actually, Little Mermaid is not bad, Leslie. Big Thunder Mountain is on here. Buzz Lightyear is on here. Haunted Mansion is on here. Winnie the Pooh is on here. Pirates. Um, so, you know, not bad. You can't get on Jungle Cruise or Space Mountain. And, of course, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is individual lightning lane as of time of recording. But those are all the attractions that I can ride instead of riding Under the Sea Little Mermaid attraction. Um, and as you know, if you listen to that ride guide... That's not good. That's going to be a walk on after 5 p.m. anyway. So I can use this to ride Buzz Lightyear an extra time for my kids or to go on Pirates again, although Pirates will also have a short line at the end of the day. Barnstormer, if I don't want to wait in line for that, Big Thunder. So, you know, this is the power of the multiple experiences pass. So if you ever see an attraction down, and again, I we cannot state this enough. This is why modification changed things because I was always gambling for multiple experience passes before modification, but to gamble for that, you need to give up, you know, not only the lightning lane that you're holding, but you also need to give up the chance to book a lightning lane in two hours or whenever your return window was. Well, now that you can modify if at nine 30, you know, what will happen is like, if little mermaid's about to open at nine 35, then at nine 30, when the time rolled around, I would not have gotten a multiple experiences pass. But because I can modify now, if that happens, then I can just modify to the next attraction. Don't change my booking window or anything like that. So multiple experiences, very powerful. And that leads us to our final problem of the day, which isn't quite a problem. It is just, I guess, it's more of a want than a need. But you want a lightning lane for tomorrow. Um, and this is a technique that has lasted through all the fast pass days. And shout out to the now retired backside of magic guys, Jeremy and Ryan for coining the term late night lotto. Got to talk about it here. Respect to them. You know, the true trailblazers in this industry, but Leslie, what is the late night lotto? All right. So late night lotto, what you do is you book an attraction 
you know, for a, a late return time, close to park closing, and you cross your fingers that it goes down. Because if it does, then it turns into a multiple experience pass that is good not only for that evening, the rest of that evening, but also for the next day. So this is really, really powerful. This is something a lot of people use especially if it starts to rain. You know, if the weather's bad, this is when you can sort of get a lot of them because a lot of rides will go down at that time. So, I mean, late night thunderstorms aren't as common as like those mid-afternoon thunderstorms, but it does happen in Orlando. So something to take advantage of, definitely give it a try. Even if you're retiring for the night, you're headed back to your hotel or you already are back at your hotel, right? <laughs> and you see that the weather's bad and there are still parks still open. Just go ahead and give it a shot because you might end up waking up the next morning with a lightning lane that you can use. Yeah. And if you had a short night, like if you turned in at five or six, you weren't going there and the parks close at 10 or whatever, just book as many lightning lanes as you can in that last nine to 10 PM hour. I think it's typically, it has to be within the last hour of park opening for it to convert for the next day. But like I said, who knows why Little Mermaid is down. Even attractions that like like obviously Test Tracks, Slinky Dog, they all shut down when it's like thunderstorming out. But it's really hard to get their lightning lanes ever. So you know it's gonna be hard to get it in the last hour of the park. But just book anything for those last hours of the parks. And you know, if they go down, this is why it's called the late night lotto. You know, if they go down, then all of a sudden you have a multiple experiences pass to start the next day with. And um, that's pretty great. I cannot confirm this, but I'm like pretty certain that even if you don't have Genie Plus the next day, you're going to have one multiple experience pass for the next day. Because these multiple experiences passes, they're the same ones that they can give you at guest services for, you know, if something went wrong or they're trying to do a make good for you. And I've gotten those put on my my Disney experience before without having Genie Plus. So I'm pretty sure that it should work the same way, regardless of whether you have Genie Plus the next day or not, since you're buying Genie Plus day by day. One more thing about multiple experience passes. One thing that often happens is that, um, and you can, if you think about it, use this to your advantage as well. But uh, one thing that will happen is, and this has actually happened to me, like I had a Splash Mountain, and I talked about this in a trip report. I had a Splash Mountain RIP, Lightning Lane, Return Time. And Splash Mountain went down. But like the only reason why I was still at Magic Kingdom was to ride Splash Mountain with my daughter. Well, it went down, so I left. I got a multiple experience pass, but that multiple experiences pass was only for Magic Kingdom. And this is, you know, this was not me trying to game the system or anything. This is what actually happened, right? And so I went to, I think it was Hollywood Studios or Epcot or wherever, and I was like, hey, I wanted to ride Splash Mountain. I had the lightning lane for it. It went down. I lost my chance to book a new lightning lane. And I, I, I don't want to be at the Magic Kingdom. Like, I was done with the Magic Kingdom, and I only want to Splash Mountain. Is there anything you can do for me? And they were like, sure. We can't give you Slinky Dog. I think it was Hollywood Studios. We can't give you Slinky Dog or Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, but you can pick any other attraction, and we'll just give you a lightning lane for it. Um, or I can't remember if they did that, or they gave me a multiple experiences pass that didn't allow me to book those two. But bottom line, talk to guest services or the blue umbrella, especially if you switched parks and your multiple experience passes for a different park, and they can help you out um, as a one-time exception. And this is where Disneyland is superior because multiple experience passes at Disneyland, if you have a park hopper ticket, are good at either park automatically. So no green umbrella visits necessary at Disneyland. 
All right, so that covers our advanced techniques for Genie Plus, our Genie Plus 201 episode. If you have any questions about that or any questions about the video, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. As always, we want to end with our traditional Disney do or don't, Leslie. So what do you have for us today, Genie Plus 201-wise? All right. This is where you need to set all of the cell phone timers for your day. If your brain hurts after listening to this 30-minute episode, your brain will hurt on Disney days as well if you're trying to sort of game and hack the system and you need all the reminders possible to you know not miss that window to book your next attraction or modify an attraction or miss you know modifying and, and then need to cancel a lightning lane, that kind of thing. And the other tip I would add to that is label your cell phone timers (laughs) because I got to the point on my last Disney World trip that I had so many timers on my phone that a timer would go off and I wouldn't know what it was for you know was it for paid lightning lane was it for okay I need to meet somebody at this time was it for you know I need to modify this lightning lane you know I have I've stacked three or four what is it for so label your timers on your cell phone too Yes, Leslie. Guess who forgot to set a timer for their two-hour window for their fake day at Walt Disney World today? Uh, It was me. So I was actually, while we were recording, at some point, I was like, oh, shoot, Leslie, I forgot to make a Lightning Lane reservation. And so I made a reservation in the middle of this recording, but I was like 27 minutes late. So I lost 27 minutes of booking time because, again... It's a two-hour return window. And of course, because I'm not at Walt Disney World actually riding these attractions that I booked Lightning Lanes for, like I only can live by the two-hour return window today. And so I lost an extra 27 minutes that I will never get back um, Lightning Lane return-wise. So set your timers, set your alarms, and label them like Leslie said. All right. That does it for this episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Again, let us know if you have any questions. But other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you finding the most efficient way to label your timers. Thanks, Jeff. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.